1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is a curse. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jennifer, we are digging into <laughs> spiritual gifts yes. for a church uh, that is, you know, Baptist and has people right. from all different backgrounds. Right. And I'm what, so glad what, we've moved on from the wrong? controversial yeah, topics of, of head coverings. This is, oh, is going to be Heck yes. no problem. Well, no problem. Yeah, this is, you know, such, uh, I mean, I, I do just want to say it's a beautiful passage and yes. it's interesting. It's kind of head spinning. Yeah. And, you know, this is like another one of those things where I think the way this passage has been read has probably just shape shifted so much throughout the years. Like the, the audience's gut reaction to it, right. because like for me, I grew up Presbyterian I've like led worship in charismatic and like, you know, non-denominational and Baptist and Anglican and like whatever context. Uh -huh. and, and so I just, my head starts spinning. Like I, <laughs> I just know, start like, seeing all wait, these faces of people. I know. Who, who do like, I align with? This right? person would be so mad. Like this person, yes, like, I know, I know. This, they have this tattooed on their body. Like, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> it's one of those passages. So what are your thoughts on what's going on here? You know, there, there's a lot of, of, uh, very clear language and there's a lot of ambiguous language yeah. and so there's like utterances of wisdom there's prophecy there's miracles there's healing there's tongues and the interpretation of tongues right what do, what do you make of all this well i think um it's always good to go back to the context of the book and mm. we've been talking about um the corinthians struggling with stratification based on social status yep wealth, yep. like all kinds of, you know, different indicators of your value and worth. Um, and now it appears that they're also struggling with a spiritual um, stratification, mm -hmm. almost like it's not limited to just like the material things. Yeah. They're also like, who is the better Christian here? And who yeah. is, um, you know, has these kind of, um, I mean, gifts, but like, powers who's exercising them correctly who's who's better based on their spiritual practice mm. and um what they can do and we just think okay this is this is so far from the heart of god so right there we know that paul's going to set them straight on that this isn't about um again value and worth 
Um, it's not a meritocracy. Church is not. But these are gifts. So just even in that word, there's a givenness to them. And who gives mm-hmm. them but God himself? Yep. And I love what, uh, a little quote here from D.A. Carson. Who Come we're going to get to meet in person yeah, here we in a, a plug. week or two, right? Use Claude McClish at checkout. For... <laughs> exactly. But he, uh, he, as always, has great insight. And yep. he says, spiritual gifts can also be translated as grace gifts. Mm. Spiritual gifts are not something on top of grace or better than grace, but are manifestations of God's grace to his people. So wow. at their core... Grace is a gift, and yep. that means that these spiritual gifts are gifts, which means that they cannot like be that. earned. I like that. So we can't look at the gifts and who has what and think some people are doing better in God's eyes than sure. others or earning that there's any way to earn these things. Yeah. It's very instructive. Yeah, that is very instructive. You know, I I feel like you can either like barely get into this or you have to go like super deep into this. There's not like a ton of middle ground. And so we're going to like barely go into it (laughs) and, you know, uh, just go, go talk to a pastor or something if you want to go deep into it. But what is really important to know is God does not work in the same expected ways over and over again, but he works in a variety of ways. Like it says here, there's a variety of gifts, a variety of services, a variety of activities, Yeah, but it's all coming from the same God. Um, I have the deep, deep, deep joy to uh, help serve, uh, help the persecuted um, Mm -hmm. with Josh Youssef Mm -hmm. and and, um, just kind of help them document some of the stories of their ministry. And, it is like so amazing, like sitting down at a table with somebody from the Middle East who, you know, grew up Muslim and just the ways that they, the way that they became a Christian, the way that like a lot of people in their church became Christians, Mm -hmm. so much of their spiritual experience is just like totally alien to me. Like Mm -hmm. it, it is amazing. Like the stories of God at work in the Middle East, and, you know, I, I think like sometimes there's when we hear these stories, like especially uh, God's doing like a lot of mighty, miraculous work in the Middle East right now. And yeah. that's just like a fact. And it, it can almost be hard to believe because it's like, that's not what I see around me. Right. You know, like, right. God is super at work in, in around us in America. Yes. But, you know, a lot of it is, is uh, much more subliminal and, and hidden mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Or it seems to line up with things that we, um, you know, have in the world. Like I'm thinking of like the prophetic gifts, for Mm. instance, like that's a way of articulating truth. And and then we have people who are like excellent speakers and they give, you know, great TED Talks. And and so then when someone can stand up and articulate truth for us in the church, it just seems very like, oh, yeah, well, that's what he just it's like the differences is subject matter. And yet we some of it is just our ability to see or believe that like no this is grace given to this person by god to be able to articulate truth in a way that we can understand or or the um the priestly gifts like are like the ones that are caring for people like this the healing the helping all of that and then the kingly gifts those that are um, based on understanding direction and group needs and almost kind of like more administrative and so, I mean, there's like a lot of people yeah. who have these kinds of skills out in the world, but 
this has like a a different power. Yeah. Well, and like all that to the point of like we we have to have open eyes to see God work and, you know, even see him work positively, but also like judgment. And, you know, one of the most profound thoughts to me that uh, was presented to me like last year was um, I was recording a podcast that towards the end of the year that is going to be out later with Colin Hansen and D's. And they were kind of talking about secularism and being a Christian in the secular world, talking about how secularly like we think of things. And right. You're talking about, you know, with this whole pandemic like comes and shakes the world and like crushes the American economy and like all this stuff. And in the public sphere of Christianity, never once was it openly considered like maybe this is God's like judgment on a church that has like massively perverted the gospel. Right. And that was like a whoa moment to me. Yeah. Like that. And, you know, then uh, this morning I was reading Second Samuel. And there's this really interesting story that I totally forgotten, had forgotten about Mm -hmm. where there's this plague um, that is like in Israel and David prays and is like, why is this plague going on? And the Lord says, because Saul and his men killed a bunch of Gibeonites and Mm -hmm. they had made a covenant with the Gibeonites. Uh, a long time before then, the mm-hmm. Gibeonite deception, they'd made a covenant to right. not attack them. Saul had broken that. Years later, like now there's this plague. And so, you know, I think a lot of times our idea of like spiritual gifts, our idea of God working is yeah. very like tongues of fire, very, you know, open, miraculous, immediate. Right. We just have to be open to like the Lord works in so many ways. Yeah. And over such a weird timetable to us. <laughs> to us. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and we just have to be open. It and all see, makes sense to him. Yeah. Yeah. And whether you're continuationist or whether you're uh cessationist. Cessationist. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be open to the fact that you do not know all the ways in which the Lord does work. That's right. That's and, right. And I think the other big thing that we can take away from this passage is just that all of these are for the good. Of the church, that the yes, gifts that yes, God gives yes. are for the uh, good of his people. And so, I mean, that's just like a real word to not be, um, church is not for consumption. Yeah. Like we're not here to consume. We're here to um, to give out of the goodness and the gifts that he has given us and to yeah. um, recognize that, you know, anything that you have is meant to be given Mm -hmm. um to the glory of god so Mm -hmm. um that's that's actually a lot to chew on (laughs) like wow you know all these gifts that you've been given um if you fall into these categories and if you're a christian you do there's something god has given you um you know by grace then give it amen well we have uh we've we've pressed through some heavy stuff for the past few days and um you know, I, I am excited. Like the next uh, few readings are are getting into a little bit more of like what's the big picture here. So, uh, if you've been listening, thank you for sticking with us and yes. um, through our incompetency and flaws, <laughs> mainly mine. Exactly, Jennifer is like doing great. The but, Lord uses the weak to confound the wise. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, for Jennifer McClish, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you 
or faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.